Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, The Cops Who Sleep in Cars. Our housing reporter, J.K. Deneen, is here, and he'll talk about a San Mateo police officer who couldn't stomach a commute across the bay to Oakley to see his family every night. So, he sleeps in a van outside the police station. J.K. will talk about San Mateo's plan to get that officer out of his van and into a bed, and he'll dig into the big cost of the Bay Area's housing crisis. Right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. JK, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me. So JK, who is San Mateo police officer Jeff Brinton? Jeff Brinton is a uh, fellow, a, a, a mid-career um, San Mateo, city of San Mateo police officer who lives uh, in Oakley, California. Not close to San Mateo. Not close at all to San Mateo. And he um, was uh, so desperate after years of commuting often two and a half hours each way when traffic got bad that he ended up um, taking desperate measures. He bought a uh, camper van and now parks it in the parking lot at the San Mateo police headquarters and he uh, sleeps there. So he sleeps there. He does probably, what, two or three days in a row of shifts and then and then goes home to his Yeah, family. I think it's four days on. And you work 11 hours or 12-hour shifts. And, uh, yeah, and then he goes back and he spends some quality time with his wife and children. So obviously a lot of people in the Bay Area are going to recognize this. This is a story you as our housing reporter have been covering, which is the the ways that people are coping with uh, the housing situation, the unaffordability in the Bay Area. But obviously, this is a very specific situation. This is San Mateo County for police officers who make what? About 100 grand plus okay. OT, maybe with everything included, 130, 140. So very good salary, but not enough to afford a house in San Mateo County where the the average house in, in many parts, uh, many neighborhoods is 1.4, 1.5 million. Okay, so what is San Mateo doing about it? So um, San Mateo has an old um, uh, old uh, firehouse, which was has been leased out for years to an ambulance company. And so what they're doing is they are repurposing that old fire station as a barracks for police officers. So um, folks like Jeff Brinton and other officers who live as far away as Mountain House or Tracy or Gilroy, or Stockton can sleep there, get a good night's sleep, and then be uh, 
well-rested for a day of policing in San Mateo. Wow. Okay. And why, I mean, this obviously costs money to, for San Mateo to do. Why is this a good uh, expenditure of money to uh, put up these officers? Well, because it costs even more to retrain, to train new officers. San Mateo has lost 21 police officers in the last couple of years, and they've all left for places that in many cases pay less, but are closer to where they're living. Closer to affordable cities, so... Closer to affordable housing, right. Maybe Livermore, it's closer to Tracy. Yeah, the Valley, basically, yeah. yeah. And, or, or... Morgan you know, Hill. Yep, Morgan Hill, places. Gilroy. Gilroy, I think the, the average house is 700000 which is a lot of money, but it's not one4 Wow, okay. Yeah. So I think you had some numbers in there about San Mateo's police force that give us a sense of how many are commuters or in the in this case super commuters yeah um do any of them live locally uh well okay so there's 125 officers in san mateo 68 percent of them don't live in the county at all wow only a handful of them live in san mateo city itself city proper and as jeff brinton said they pretty much all inherited houses from their parents um, because otherwise they couldn't afford it. Sure. Um, but uh, so of the the sixty eight who live outside, sixty eight percent who live outside of San Mateo County, uh, their average commute is fifty miles each way. Um, so you know, well over an hour in each direction. Okay. With, tra- with you know, with Bay Area traffic that we all know and love. Okay. And you wrote about another police officer, Carlos Basurto, and a crash that he had, kind of feeding into San Mateo's uh, idea to create these this barracks housing. Exactly. So actually, when Jeff Brinton decided to buy the camper van, that decision grew out of a conversation he had with his wife shortly after Carlos Baserto uh, was driving back after a long shift of policing. And he was just east of Tracy when he fell asleep behind the wheel and he flipped the car and lost a leg. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so the conversation that Jeff Brinton had with his wife was, well, we have to do something. We, you know, we can't, you, we can't have you, uh, driving late at night home from, from, you know, an exhausting day of work, uh, two, two and a half hours. So at first he actually went and he would get home. He would only have eight hours between, you know, with, with 12 hours at work and four hours commuting that leaves eight hours. And so he had little kids at the time. So his kids would be jumping all over him and, and making it impossible to sleep. Um, uh, and so he started sleeping at his in-law's house just so he could get a little bit of sleep and just thought, this is crazy. And so he ended up um, uh, getting the van and now, um, now sleeps in it when he's, uh, and that, you know, that gives him the time when he is home, he can play with his kids and, you know, do s- stuff that he wants to do around the house and, Wow. Enjoy yeah, and for time. people who don't know, police officers have traditionally worked not eight-hour shifts, often what, four tens, um, three twelves, these kinds of shifts right. for a variety of reasons. Sometimes they work eight hours. Um, but if you work a 12-hour shift and then you're getting on the road to Oakley, um, it just doesn't work. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So police officers obviously are not the only ones um, that are in this predicament in the Bay Area. Um, and this has been a larger um, focus of your work. You talk about the missing middle um, of people. Tell us about um, what people in a number of industries are doing that are having trouble simply getting to work. 
Right. Well, so the missing middle refers to um, the, uh, the the category of people who make too much money to qualify for traditional subsidized housing. Typically, subsidized housing is built with federal tax credits. And in order to qualify for those tax credits, the project has to be below certain income level. And so most teachers, firefighters, police officers, even nurses, they don't qualify for uh, for those units. And then obviously in the Bay Area, they can't afford market rate housing. So um, yeah, teachers, that's the example that I think um, most people have have thought about um, pretty much every school district in the Bay Area is um, looking at some sort of teacher housing. Uh, San Francisco is has got a site, um, and uh, they are planning uh, it to do a. Uh, uh, it's the uh, Francis Scott Keys, an old school, and they're planning on doing a seventy-five million dollar, hundred unit project. Um, that will be funded through a combination of city money and um, a loan. Okay. And we've even seen yeah. tech companies, haven't, haven't we, allow, allow workers who want to, to to sleep in their lots? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you hear about that down in the valley all the time. And nurses sleeping in their cars and teachers sleeping in their cars. Yeah, and entry-level programmers who come to the Bay Area from cheaper places and you know, it's it's not only how much you earn, it's your credit, your I mean, it's so competitive to find housing in the Bay Area. You're, if you're a 25 year old kid, you probably you're maybe even younger, 21, 22 out of college. You know, you have an established credit, you've been living in a dorm or with your parents and you're competing for with the precious few units in places like Mountain View or uh, Santa Clara with, you know, people with kids, children, you know, people who, who are much older, more experienced and have better resources. And so those people are obviously probably going to get the apartment. Um, so yeah, yeah, there are, there are often stories of, of young tech workers living in cars or campers. One thing I wondered in, in reading the piece is for, for people like Jeff Brent, Brenton, if they are living in Oakley, uh, if they're living in places like Gilroy, does that also change the nature of the cities where these super commuters are moving? Yeah, absolutely. So the housing, be, the new housing being built in Tracy is being built for super commuters, really. And so, it, you know, the, the, like um, Tracy Hills' new, new project, which I was just actually out at today, a beautiful project, an old sort of grazing farmland subdivision. They um, are those houses are between 500,000 and 700,000. So those are not affordable to many people who actually work in Tracy. So those people who work in Tracy at like the Amazon has 2 million square foot warehouses. Those people are going to be forced even further out into the valley. So and commuting a, back to Tracy. And commuting back to Tracy. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I think the, the lesson is that our housing issues in the inner Bay Area turn into everybody's housing issues all over the region, the, the super region, the mega region, whatever you want to call it. All right. So that brings us uh, to the sort of a final question. I mean, you write about this all the time. You talk to people about the issue. What is the future of it? Is it is there a way for it to get better or is it going to keep coming more extreme? Or are we going to keep seeing stories like this one? I mean, a, a lot of people are working on the problem. And I do think that there's 
there's you know there there's a, a lot of communities there there was a bond measure passed um uh in daily city where daily city pa voters passed a 33 million dollar bond to build teacher housing um several other counties have bond measures on their ballots to build housing for for public employees so people are taking it seriously a lot of tech companies are now trying to get into the housing game and build housing for their own workers and even i would say i mean we're out in in tracy where where i was earlier the the developers even though they're doing what would traditionally be categorized as a as a subdivision and maybe not that eco-friendly they actually have some pretty progressive ideas about creating a whole building a whole bunch of of commercial space there with jobs schools bikeable walkable sort of subdivision in the middle of nowhere i guess if you will not that tracy's in the middle of nowhere it's not but <laughs> of course not to a san franciscan maybe um but if the job market continues as it is, isn't it also possible that, that it outpaces any measures we can take to build more housing? That's a very pessimistic point of view. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 uh, I don't think that there's going to be a, a easy solution reached anytime soon. Um, it's a, it's it, the whole housing question is 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 so painful. And, and I think a lot of people will end up leaving the Bay Area. Um, as 40,000 teachers left between 2013 and 2017, left the state of California, not the Bay Area, but still that's a lot of teachers to for one state to lose. Yeah, no, it's not good for the Bay Area. I'm sorry I'm pessimistic, but I've lived here for, <laughs> lived here too long, and I have a long commute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, you do. You, you're a super commuter. Uh, well, thank you, JK. Always good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks to our guest, reporter J.K. Deneen, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.